Warning, this podcast is rated not safe for work for profanity, sexual innuendo, and general silliness. Welcome to the Macabre Academy, episode one, The Phantom Macabre. Not really. It's just my only opportunity to use that. Look at your face. <laughs> it was bad. I love it. It was so good. Though. You knew it was coming. I knew. <laughs> All right, so you're probably wondering who the fuck are we and what the heck we were thinking. So, um, it's me. I'm Nerdy Witch. I'm coming over from YouTube, aka Steph. I'm a mom, kitchen witch, a baker, unprofessionally, but professionally I decorate cakes. Uh, I also am a makeup slut, a jack-of-all-trades artist, and nerdy as fuck. Basically, uh, I'm a child who sucks at adulting, but I did manage to get a college degree along the way an art history and religious studies. So across from me, I have Dexter. Greetings and salutations. I'm Dexter. Steffi and I met when she took my job. Bitch. Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Brandy's done. She's over it. We're done. Um, We're moving in. So how the fuck did I end up here? Well, I mutilate bodies at work. So this seemed like a natural progression. We work at a big box store together, all three of us here. And when I say bodies, I mean chickens. <laughs> Cuts up chickens! <laughs> How the fuck did Brandy get here? Mine's not as good as yours. <laughs> <laughs> so I love all things weird and paranormal. Ever since I was young, I've been sensitive to ghosts and all things that kind of go bump in the night. And, like, I'm a little bitch, so, like, I don't sleep when that shit happens. But, like, I fall asleep listening to serial killer podcasts. I mean, I'm crazy. Don't we all? But, like, I'm crazy, so it's fine. You are crazy. It's fine. <laughs> Most people think I'm super crazy because of how much I love to learn about serial killers and what makes them the way they are. I also talk with my hands because I'm Italian. <laughs> I wish you could see this little, like, rap artist thing she's got going on. Fight me. Let's go. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about some crazy shit. So welcome, witches, to the Macabre Academy. You're going to get schooled about true crime, the occult, paranormal, and oddities. Basically, we're Hogwarts, so we're macabre shit. Anyway, we're from Pittsburgh. Let's go with that. That's safe. So I put together some fun facts about the Pittsburgh perspective to help people understand why we're so fucked up. It's the water. So many reasons. So many reasons. So many damn things. Let's start with that Pittsburgh was voted America's worst accent. Well, yeah. Listen, fuck off. <laughs> no, no, Yins no. can fuck them right off. <laughs> no, you're done. We're Yinzers. Um, we beat Boston and Scranton, according damn. to a ranker, or no, Gawker.com. Also, Pittsburgh dreary as fuck. Truth. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. No. Pittsburgh Post-Gazette had this guy crunch thousands of weather data points like cloud coverage and precipitation. And we beat Seattle with an average of 151 days of rain, snow, or general awfulness. The real question is, did we beat London? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. They did it nationally, not globally. Damn. But technically, my husband filled me in, we're technically a rainforest, just not tropical. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, fun fact, there is a section of the Smoky Mountains that is the same way. No shit. Aren't we fancy? <laughs> and I only know that because my husband hiked through it, like, in 30 hours or something. Like, did not sleep because he wanted out of the wet, muddy Smoky Mountains. This is why I don't do things outside. No, what does Morbid <laughs> say? Fresh air is for dead people. <sighs> 
<laughs> I mean, I'm dead inside, so it counts. Same. I would love to put a meme up. I I saved it on my phone of all the weather in like one day. Yes, uh, for Pittsburgh, so, it's insane. Yeah, get on our social media. We'll drop that later. Also, we are the zombie capital of the world, thanks to George Ramirez. Yes. That man is my god. Right? Uh, 1968, he gave us Night of the Living Dead and changed everything. Completely reinvented the zombie genre. And he filmed that in Evan City Cemetery, which is actually, they used my friend in high school, one of my best friends. It's his grandmother's house. Yeah. So, like, we're going there? We could. Theoretically, um, I also ghost hunted in that cemetery for my senior project in high school. So I have a they also somewhere. filmed one at Monroeville Mall. Yeah, I was just there the other day, for um, the first time ever. Monroeville Mall. I don't leave my bubble. <laughs> you will learn this. Okay, I, I guess the only reason that surprises me is because every couple months I go to Monroeville for conventions. <laughs> oh no, I don't That's because you're the nerdiest of the nerd. I, like, I know I'm nerdy, which she actually goes to conventions. I stop going. Like I'm not about that life. Listen, just because I'm a celebrity stalker. <laughs> don't like big groups of people. It's different there. I don't like big groups of people either, but there's a totally different vibe at conventions. It's just come as you are it doesn't matter like i've seen just so many crazy cosplays and everyone's happy and just like it's whatever that's fair completely if you want to learn more about george romero my friend actually has a podcast called cinema psycho show episode 64 is an in-depth retrospective look of his entire body of work my friend put a lot of love into that episode but moving on, my favorite fact is that we put fries and coleslaws on our sandwiches. Ooh, and Permanis. fries on our salads. Yes, ma'am. I actually had my wedding reception at Permanis. So. I love that. Oh, yeah. We had Guinness and sandwiches. See, I'm not the biggest fan of Permanis, but, like, I love that. It was That's cash. wonderful. <laughs> perfect. So if you're in Pittsburgh, go to fucking Permanis. Oh, ooh, my favorite part. We are a city of bridges. 446 bridges, which is more than Venice, Italy. And I'm afraid of bridges. Wait, what? And tunnels. <laughs> so, Pittsburgh. <laughs> I don't leave my bubble because I'm afraid of bridges and tunnels. Like, wait, what? I have a fear of water and, like, going over it and, like, tunnels. I know it's, like, not going to happen, but, like, I just picture a big truck. You're afraid truck. it's going to collapse on No, you. not even that. I picture a big truck blocking up both holes and then we all burn and catch on fire and I'm crazy and I have a fear of bridges and tunnels and I live in the wrong city, okay? <laughs> Were you born here? Yes! <laughs> I was born in McKee's Rocks. Like, I'm here my whole life. <laughs> Let me just tell you. Alright, well, since you're afraid of bridges, let's move on. Um, I got a couple more. We have the world's first T-Rex skeleton assembled on display at Carnegie Natural. We also have Fredosaurus Rex. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're all over the city. Oh, yeah. Random. No, very specifically, Fredosaurus Rex. It is the Mr. Rogers T Rex. <laughs> he's from Latrobe. Yep. Yeah. He's also, we also gave you uh, Fred Rogers. You're welcome. <laughs> we are, we are very, very protective of Mr. Fred Rogers. All right. You don't fuck with him. No. I read an article that he used to fart during boring events to make his wife laugh. I, I just love found this out. that. I want to be that person. <laughs> you want him to be your person, it sounds like. <laughs> I need that in my life. All right. And last but not least, since we're drinking, ready? Pittsburgh has more bars per capita than any other city in the country. 
with 12 bars per 10,000 residents. That's because everyone's drinking to forget they live in Pittsburgh. Real shit. Listen, in all fairness, I, I, I was born and raised in Pittsburgh. I love Pittsburgh. I think it is a gem because Pittsburgh is unlike any other city because most cities you have like the big city and then you have smaller suburbs. We are a city of small suburbs. There is a different eclectic feel to every neighborhood you go to and they all make up Pittsburgh. Fair truth. You can walk just a couple blocks and be in a completely different neighborhood with a completely different feel to it. All right. Well, ladies, we need to get into our topic because I know people love banter, but we actually have... We are here to give information. Yes, ma'am. You you do your thing. What are we here to talk about today? All right. Today, we are going to talk about past lives. So I am going to start this bitch off with the... Story of Britty Murphy. So. Wait, spell that. Britty. Uh, it's B-R-I-D-E-Y. Yeah, last name that. Murphy. M-U-R-P-H-Y. Not enough. I just, Britty's an unusual name. It is. Like but it. it's pretty. All right. So diving into this case, <laughs> um, Maury Bernstein was an amateur hypnotist who between November 1952 In August 1953, used hypnotic regression six different times on a Colorado woman named Virginia Burns Tig. Um, During these hypnotic regression sessions, it seems that Virginia allegedly lived a past life as a woman named Britty Murphy in 19th century Ireland. That's why the name sounds so strange, because it's Irish. But I love it. Right? My next baby will be a Britty. I'm down. <laughs> I just think a lot of Gaelic names are beautiful. They, they are. are. So despite the fact that Virginia had never been to Ireland and did not speak with an accent in normal life, she would speak with a thick Irish accent while under hypnosis. Virginia told a detailed account of Bertie's life from the age of eight when she lived in Cork to the fall she suffered in her adult life that resulted in her death. Bernstein wrote a book called The Search for Brittany Murphy, which was published in 1956. It was after this that the book kicked up quite the pop culture fever. So during a lot of the 1950s, um, people would host reincarnation parties. They were also, um, what were they called? They were called Come As You Were parties can we have one of those parties we can and so fun fact the drinks that i made us are 1950s reincarnation cocktails that were served at these parties oh my god cheers witches come here yeah let's get in here that's what this drink is in front of me i suggest you sip it i think this is pretty strong yeah fuck me up Oof! damn that's what the ugh That is some spirits for the spirit, isn't it? Yeah, that burned a little. So the cocktail, if anyone is interested, is a mixture of vodka, cherry liqueur, lemon juice, and rum. Not going to lie. All I taste is the rum. No, I get some cordial. I taste cherry. I taste the the cordial. It's like the center of a chocolate. Can we just wrap this up in a chocolate and eat it all day long? Oh, I'm I could probably fill chocolates with them, yeah. Oh, And bring yes. it to work? <laughs> Look, 
I could do jello shots. I'm your boss. I say it's okay. <laughs> I think that's the first boss that's told me it's okay. That's fair. Yeah, we forgot to mention that Brandy's a boss at the big box store where we work. <laughs> Very specifically mine. <laughs> um, unfortunately, the Britty Murphy case did eventually fall apart when journalists were able to verify or failed to verify key elements of Britty's life. It was eventually discovered that while growing up, Virginia lived across the street from an immigrant family from Ireland who had a daughter named Britty, spelled differently. This one was spelled B-R-I-D-I-E, Murphy Corkle. Corkle. That's a great name. Did Virginia make the whole story up or did she just unconsciously build Britty Murphy out of childhood memories? Oh, snap. Now, moving into the next story, as I had mentioned during the 1950s, it was the hosting of past life regression therapy and these reincarnation parties were a very common thing. And possibly inspired by the Britty Murphy case, a British hypnotist named Arnell Bloxham began researching past life regression. Over the course of 20 years, he recorded 400 hypnotic regression therapies on tape. In the 1970s, these tapes were transcribed and published in the Sunday Times as a series. In 1976, Jeffrey Iverson, who was the head of the publishing series, both produced a documentary for the BBC about the Bloxham tapes and published a book about them called More Lives Than One, evidence of the remarkable Bloxham tapes. One particular case was that of a 30-year-old Welsh housewife referred to by the pseudonym of Jane Evans. According to the tapes, Evan lived not one, but six lives. And in a very, very brief recap, I have those six lives, which were of Livonia, a tutor to the Roman governor Constantinus, son, his sons in third century AD, Rebecca, who was married to a Jewish moneylender in 1189, Allison, an Egyptian woman who was a servant to a French merchant in 1450. Anna, a lady-in-waiting to Catherine of Aragon in the 16th century. Anne Tasker, a seamstress in 1702 uh, London. Sister Grace, a Catholic nun from Iowa at the beginning of the 20th century. Wait, hold up. How do you go from... Egyptian pharaoh to Catholic or Egyptian culture to Catholic nun. Yeah, nun. That's such a swing of existence. I would hate my life. Um, I kind of feel like like that is a very good point, but I don't know. My beliefs in reincarnation are just kind of reincarnation doesn't really have any rules. That's fair. You could get reincarnated as any, like, I don't believe the whole, like, oh, if I do shitty in this life, I'm going to get reincarnated as a cockroach. If you are a person, you're going to get reincarnated as another person. It just might be in another area, another time. It's going to be another time, things like that. But I like the fact that, like, shitty people get shitty, like, next lives. Because, like, you deserve it. I like the idea of it, but scientifically speaking, that doesn't seem to have weight. That's fair. I mean, I wish. I wish if you were, like, 
a pedophile. A pedophile. You come back as like a, a, a tortured prey to a lion or something and you get ripped apart. But or slowly. S- yeah. <laughs> slowly. Very slowly. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. I, I like that idea too, but my, like the belief system I follow is that we are energy as beings. It's, it's to learn. It's to grow. No, you're, it's fair. Mm-hmm. There's like a, there's a Bible story. Cause I was, I was raised Christian as well. Not Christian. However, we all know I'm a Catholic. I was raised Roman Catholic. This is where you end up if you're a Roman Catholic teenage girl, by the way. Just so you know. Real shit. Like, sorry. <laughs> no, but there's a story in the Bible. It's my favorite story. It's called Job. You ever hear the story of Job? Yeah. Probably. Job. Nine years of Catholic school. You'll like Probably. this. Oh, well, I got kicked out of Catholic school. That's a story. No, no. Uh, <laughs> I, I have to tell you the story of Job because I, I think, Brandy, you're going to love it the most. Okay. Because it's the story of why shitty things happen to good people. And it's basically, this is Old Testament shit, but it's basically the devil made a bet with God. So they just tortured Job to prove that he wouldn't lose his faith. I remember that now. Oh, yeah, I get that. I don't follow that. No, me either. But it's a question. I don't follow that mythos. (laughs) Job. Yeah, but if you're... That's me. But that that fits your theme, though. Like, okay, it doesn't... Like, it does matter what you do in this life, but it's not necessarily going to have impact on further incarnations. Your your merit in this life. Yeah. But, like, what if I'm a really, really good person, and then I die, and I'm just like, hey, I want to be a dog. Like, if I'm a good person. and like, I guess I feel like this is one of those ones where it all depends on what you believe. I mean, that's fair. I just want to you know, because there are plenty, like, there are other religions out there that believe in reincarnation, but not in the same way. Like, there are religions that believe, well, if you live a shitty life, you will come back as, you know, something yeah. less. It's fair. I just don't follow that particular belief system. So, unfortunately, yet again, just like the Brady Murphy case, it does appear that several of Evan's past lives cannot be found in any of the historical refer- reference or record. But in fictional ones, uh, Livonia was a character from Living Wood by Louis de Waal, published in 1947. And Allison seems to be a creation from The Money Man by Thomas Constane. So what is past life regression? It is a hypnotic therapy best done by a professional. It is a technique that uses hypnosis to recover what practitioners believe are memories of past lives or incarnations. Past life regression is typically undertaken either in pursuit of a spiritual experience or in a psychotherapeutic setting. I did find plenty of ways online that will teach you to put yourself in a deep meditative state that you can do it on your own. I do not recommend that. I think if you want to try something like this, you should go to a professional because the mind is a dark, scary place and it likes to hide things from your past. And if you do this on your own, you could reveal some truths about yourself that you can't handle. So I feel it would be best to have a professional therapist there to do this in case something like that happens. Fun fact. I found one near Pittsburgh. I want to go to him, but this motherfucker made the place where he works look creepy as all hell. Wait, what do you mean? Wait, we can go together. I'm big and scary. 
I'll beat them up. Wait, Wait what's I, the place so somebody can look it up if they want? I'm I'm so pulling it up now. I'm I have it. I specifically saved this. So it is higher self therapy. Not sponsored. Not sponsored. Real shit though. Sponsor me because I want to come. <laughs> um, we can find some things out, okay? Hold on, let me find out where specifically this is. Well, I mean, if anybody wants to help us with this, we do have an email and it's the macabacademy at gmail.com. I would love to have suggestions and ideas sent to us about this. I mean, like I volunteer as like an experiment and I'll just do it myself. (laughs) This is Higher Self Therapy and it is located in Wilkinsburg, Pennsylvania. And tell me this guy did not pick the creepiest damn house he could. Okay, but like real shit, I love this house. It is. It's a beautiful house, but he's trying to be creepy. So like I have an obsession with like creepy houses, not gonna lie. And this is beautiful. Oh, it's like an old Victorian Gothic house. It is. Amazing. It's beautiful. But this guy was trying for creepy. Hey, Dex, can you put that on Instagram for people? Yes, I will um, link these to all of the, any any place that we reference, any book, any movie, any documentary, anything like that, that we suggest that you go out and check out if you want to do further research, will be on all of our multimedia pages. So we are on Twitter at Macabre Academy. We are on Instagram at the Macabre Academy. We also have a Facebook group, the Macabre Academy. It might have podcasts after it. It is. The Macabre Academy podcast. Perfect. Yeah, I'm working on a website, too. We're, we're going to get there. Hopefully, by the time this is up, I have a website for you. I'm trying. Yeah, that's what I that's what I have on Past Life Regression. So now uh, Steph is going to hit you with some science behind this. Yeah, science. Which is funny, because I am not a science person. I love science. So I went to school for nursing. No shit. I just never graduated. We're learning so much about Brandy. We, we really are. are. Listen, there's a lot of people don't know. Yeah, science, bitch. All right. Love science. Math can go fuck itself, but science is bomb. You need math for science. I know, and I can do it when it's science words, but I can't do it when it's math words. That's it fair. depends on the math for me. All right. So I, I decided to frame reincarnation as a, a basic definition. Very basic, because that's what past lives are. They're reincarnations. So it's the concept that the soul or essence of a person can be transferred into a new life, a new being after a biological death. Scientifically, that's how you have to look at the definition of it. Religious wise, because I was a religious religious major, you're looking at a lot of Eastern philosophies such as Jainism, Buddhism, and Hinduism. I spent a lot of time in college on Buddhism, and there's a lot in this framework of the fear of death which I would love to do an episode on at some point going forward. But you can also find it in some weird kind of references to uh, Native American lifeways. And I thought this was interesting. So before I get into science, I thought I'd share it. Native Americans actually have reincarnation, but they believe that we have multiple souls all hung up in one, which I thought was neat. The Shoshone, I don't know if I'm saying that right, uh, sheep eaters, they say that we have three souls. The ego soul, which is embodied in breath, called SUAP. Again, I'm sorry. I'm Pittsburgh. I'm probably butchering the pronunciations. Don't come at me. We have a bad accent. It's bad. Um, And then there's the free soul, which leaves for dreams, trances, and comas. These souls can meet with guardian spirits and things. So that's how they get messages from their ancestors. 
And then there's a body soul, which activates the body during waking hours. So when you wake up, that soul is active, body soul. So right now we're all in body soul. Um, I'm not going to pronounce it because it's awful. But if a person is sick, the soul can be found and retrieved and returned to the body by a medicine person. Oh, I love that. Right? Also, the Hurons say we have two. One to animate the body and one that extends beyond the physical. The Anishabi also teaches that everybody has two. Again, one for traveling, but then the other one lives purely in dreams. So I'm mentioning this because like my past life regressions were not brought on by therapy. They were brought on by dreams. I remember them while I was dreaming. I was lucid dreaming and it felt so real. Like I had lived that life. I know it's crazy. I'll, I'll, I'll get into it in a little bit, but my husband is native American partly. He's also part Irish. It's weird. Mess. <laughs> he can handle some alcohol though. I'm not going to lie. He can handle it. He's got, I mean, I'm a mutt, so that's fair, but he's a dream walker. I'm so, Italian. <laughs> With hair. So like you figure that one out. <laughs> Do you know what dream walkers are? Have you ever no. heard of that? It kind of I have, scary. but I've heard lie. of what dreamwalkers are. I know. Actually, I think Supernatural did an episode, a couple episodes on this. <laughs> yeah, they did, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, I think dreamwalkers played a big part in, like, one of the seasons. I just could not sit here and give you a definition. It's basically someone who can walk in dreams. Right. They can. He lives whole lives from the moment he goes to bed till he wakes up. He can also kind of like reach through parallel parallel dimensions and things. It's crazy. So he'll wake up and he will tell me that he has lived an entire life. He's very disoriented and he'll tell me about being born all the way until where he died. That's a whole other episode. But um it's Love in him. <laughs> Wait until you meet him. <laughs> He's an asshole. I was going to say, I love how Brandy's sitting here. She's like, I love him. And I'm like, I'm nervous as hell to meet this man. Yeah, wait till I record like, in my house. I just um, want to learn about that. Well, another episode then. I want to see if there's a way I can try that. Because I've always right? wanted to try I just have night dreaming. terrors. I just have night terrors. Oh, snap. And they're not good ones. Like, there's some night terrors that are like, okay, I could live with this. And then there's other ones that are like, there's people crawling on my bed and I just want to cry. Maybe you need to like do like a meditative state before you go to bed to try to have like, I will dream about bunnies or something. All right. I'm off topic. So let me, let me re- I'm good redirect. At people off topic. <laughs> um, I have a quote from a Sioux physician, Charles Eastman. It says many Indians believe that one may be born more than once. There were some souls who claimed to have full knowledge of former incarnation. My favorite, you might love this one, Brandy, is the Lenny, Lenny Lenape. They're, again, a Native American tribe. Uh, babies are reincarnation of former relatives. Oh, my God. No. So, like, listen, I have a story. <laughs> so, back off topic. <laughs> Basically, my brother was dying. Every time a, someone dies, a baby is born in my family. So, like, whenever people are like, hey, we're pregnant, I'm like, no, you're not. Like, let's stop that right now. So, like, my brother was dying. He died the day after his birthday, my nephew was born. Looks oh, no identical shit. to my brother. We're not biological. There's no way you can look alike and is obsessed with everything my brother is. And that's your baby, right? That's the one you're Oh, that's sure. my baby. <laughs> that is my baby. Yeah, I can't tell you how many, like, adorable pictures I've seen oh, of this my kid. Baby. I have not. I just hear the awesome stories. Listen... He told my sister that I'm his second mommy, 
and that he likes me better than her. Oh, oh. and that's all that matters because I'm the fun drunk aunt. <laughs> I mean, true talk, real shit though. I think it's beautiful that you have that kind of association with him as well. Yeah, that really would strengthen the bond. If that, oh yeah, if this holds up. That's your brother and your baby. Like, that's mm-hmm. awesome. I mean, I believe I believe a lot of this shit. Very, we're all very open-minded. There's no judgment. Oh, we are. Without a doubt. Oh, yeah. Here. What sucks is the Native Australians also have some lore, but my studies in religion has not reached to the Aborigines in Australia. So, if anybody wants to fill me in, that would be great. But pulling it back to science, uh, Greek philosophers, ready, also believed in reincarnation. Pythagoras, Socrates, and Plato. I know we're not math bitches, but... But I know those names. Yeah. Right? It's all that matters. Yeah, I know um, all those names. <laughs> it came into prominence at Greece through an Orphic religion around the 6th century BC. I will never say BCE, by the way. Fuck common era. I'm not politically correct. It's BC. What's BCE? BCE is before common era instead of BC, which is before Christ. They switched it while I oh, was no, in college. Oh, no, that's bullshit. Sorry, it's before Christ. You win. <laughs> I follow BC, but yeah, it's all I BC. also think it's kind of, I don't, I don't I mean, listen, I'm, I am I think call, nice. I, I think saying that it's before Christ is kind of biased. I mean, Ooh. 100%, but like, that's what I know. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Anyways, um, the religion was organized into several mystery schools all across Greece and had sizable numbers of followers. Their teachings were derived from the founder Orpheus. And I have a quotation from Honest Information about his work. He is said to have taught that the soul and body are united by a pact equally binding on either. The soul is divine immortal and aspires to freedom while the body holds its fetters as a prison death dissolves the compact and only to re-imprison the liberated soul after a short time for the wheel of birth revolves exonerably thus the soul continues its journey alternating between the separate unrestrained existence and fresh reincarnation round wide circle of necessity as companion of many bodies of men and animals so I can become a dog? Yeah. Dope. Yeah, Socrates will back you on that shit. (laughs) Yes! Okay, so I found two doctors in the scientific field validated by universities that do past life research. Yep. We're going to start with Dr. Ian Stevenson, who was born on Halloween 1918. I want that birthday. Right? I got the day after Valentine's Day. It's not a good one. No, no. You get leftover candy. I want <laughs> Halloween. I'm born after Christmas, though. I'm the day after. Oh, so is my brother-in-law. He doesn't get Christmas presents. I don't care. I'm I'm at the start of the, the spring equinox. Oh, you're trash. <laughs> well, you know what? I bring the sun. Bring it. Um, I'm allergic to the sun. Just Wait. kidding. That's the one thing I'm not allergic Zodiac to. Zodiac roll call. That makes you Dex. Aries. Aries. Randy's. Borderline Aquarius. Pisces. Aquarius and I'm Capricorn. Oh, so you're, we got- Pi- you're borderline Pisces? Yeah, like I am so close to the equinox that there are or like two like that changeover that I definitely notice some Pisces traits in me. You know what makes me really sad? So like I'm an Aquarius, but like I want to know, is that my moon sign or my sun sign? Whatever one I can't know, I can't know and it pisses me off because I don't know the time I was born. 
I know the time I was and, like, born. I don't know if I'll ever know that because like I don't know where my original birth certificate is because no, I'm adopted. To, you can, oh, but you can, wait, what? Yeah. You didn't know she was adopted? I did not know. There's 12 of me, but we all don't live together. No shit. Yeah. So like, I'll never know. Like I'm an Aquarius, but like, what else am I? Like, I want to know, but I'll never know. So like now I'm just picking things. Isn't there a law that you can get some of your... I mean, I'm sure there is, but like, I don't want to fight with them because they're all still alive and that's just too much. Too much work? Yeah. To know who you, you... So, like, I know my name and I know my family, but, like, they are crazy people. And, like, I just don't want to associate myself with them because, like, you're crazy. That's fair. Like, you're insane. Fair. Fair. But, like, I want to know what else. <laughs> <laughs> Let's redirect yes. for a moment, if I may. Because <laughs> I mean, I have I have a case for an adoption agency for a future episode. So we will revisit this conversation, I promise you. Yes. Um, anyway, so Dr. Even Steen... Steen, you remember? Ian Stevenson? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Medicine for 50 years he worked in the field. Uh, Ten of which That's of those... a long-ass time. Mm-hmm. Ten years he spent a decade as the chair of the Department of Psychiatry. There you go. He was him. Mm-hmm. Founder and director of Perceptual Studies, which investigates the parapsychological phenomenon, such as... I don't know how that word came out of my face. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something about parasites. I got excited for a second. Right, but then she kept talking, and I was like, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> they study uh, reincarnation, near-death experiences, out-of-body experiences, after death communications, uh, deathbed visions, and altered states of consciousness. I want to have a near death experience. No, you don't. No, I'm good. Like, like if I, I am so no. terrified. No, of don't death, bring me back. Let me die. Like, I am so terrified of death that I wish I could just pay a doctor to temporarily kill me so I could experience it and no. then bring me back. No, but like, listen. Okay, I'm gonna get real deep. What if, like, are your grandparents alive? One. Okay, so what if you go, let's say it's heaven, because, like, whatever. So, like, let's say you go and they're like, oh, hey, you're going to spend the day with, like, all of your dead family. Would you want to come back? Because I can say I wouldn't. Like, I would not want to. I'd be like, okay, cool, then let me die. No, there's people I'd miss. I have a nice tattoo for my aunt that passed. I was going to say, like, I don't know because not too many of my family that, like... I've had only a few family members that have passed that I would want to hang out with. Okay, that's fair. See, like, I've had one every year that, like, I've been close to. I have a huge family. But, yeah. Like, How so many times have you almost died? Never. Oh, God, I've done it twice. Three times, three times for me. Um, I just want to do it to heal my next level phobia of dying. But, like, you can't fix that. Like, everyone dies. You don't but get out of life I know, alive. I know you don't get out of, of life alive. My my phobia is not of what happens afterwards. It's the thought of just one day my consciousness ending. That even okay. if I go on to... An, it's not the process of dying. It's not that I might come back. It's that... I will not remember this life as it is. Me as myself will eventually end one day. And that is the part that scares me. Just thinking that one day I will not know the stuff going on. It's not like I'm going to go on to the next life and and wake up like it was a dream and just remember everything from this life. So that's why I want to do that to be like, okay, now I know what it's like. I know what to expect. I can be prepared. That's fair. I mean, the Buddhists spend time meditating upon the moment of their death. 
They believe I that our. I don't know how I die. I don't want to know. Oh, I don't want to know. Would you rather know how or when? Neither. Oh. I'd rather know how because like that I'm avoiding that shit. Like if you tell me I'm dying in a car crash, I don't necessarily know that I don't necessarily know that that's something you could avoid though. Yeah, nobody can avoid it. Fine. Final destination's a thing. Um well, you know, there's near death bed visions and stuff that this guy studied. So let's let's go into the fact that the self continues. Um internationally he's recognized for his evidence of memory and physical injuries transferring from one lifetime to another so let's say you get hit in the face with a log is that why you get like those birthmarks yeah yeah okay. i've heard about that I've yeah one of those. that's this guy um he traveled extensively for over 40 years um and collected three thousand cases from around the world uh he's also dead though he died in 2007 so. oh man i don't need him i'm sorry uh, Dr. Stevenson's research said that 35% of, ch- of cases were children who had died of unnatural causes and in a previous life developed phobias in this life. So maybe... Is that why I'm afraid of bridges and tunnels? That could be. You could have that's jumped like, off of a bridge or got thrown off a of I wonder if that's why I'm afraid of sewer grates. Maybe. Not because of the movie yet. <laughs> I'm afraid of them because of it. I'm clouds, not. Clouds are terrifying. Get out. Like, no. Um, also, he found cases where many children show abilities or talents from a previous life. Like when somebody's a savant. Oh, okay. And they're born and they can just come out the womb and play the piano. So prodigies. Yes. Um, he also said it's possible to be born a different sex and you can have trouble adjusting. That's his excuse for a transgender. I'm not saying that's what's wrong with me. Right, we could have been men in our past lives, and that's why we're overly masculine. Is that why I broke like a man? Maybe. You could have been a dude in a past life. That is fucking bomb. That explains my husband, too. Again, though, this is 60s research, so they were all tripping on LSD. So, So, like, maybe they knew some shit. I know that sounds crazy, but, like, you know what? Maybe you knew some shit. Maybe you're smarter than me. In 1992, he did write a professional paper titled Birthmarks on Birth Effects that Correspond to Wounds on the Deceased Person. And it's considered by the powers that be somewhere, I couldn't find out who, um, to be some of the most compelling scientific evidence for reincarnation. Neardeath.com has a link to this paper. He has a case study where 43 or 49 cases where he could identify the previous life obtained medical documentations and death certificates and correspond those to the lives that the children were claiming to have um, for their birthmarks and defects. That's fascinating. So like, I have a question. Okay. If I die, Mm -hmm. do I go instantly into a new person or do I have to stand in a waiting line? Depends. Okay. Depends. According to his research, I don't have the facts in front of me, but when I was reading it, it said that it's generally like six months or something. Okay, that's not bad. But one of his cases, it was like 50 years. Oh, no, I would be miserable. One of the most famous case studies that Stevenson had is this Sam, I cannot say his name. Again, don't come at me. It's Sam, I'm going to spell it T-U-T. U-S-M-U-S. He's from Turkey, this guy. Okay. Uh, 19- the first name I would guess is Sahim. Sahim, yeah. Uh, 1958. Okay, ready? It starts with a story that his mother had vivid dreams while she was pregnant with this child. Um, I, I think I heard about this story. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was going to do this. 
But I didn't. She had dreams that this bloody faced man named Salim Fesley would come to her in these dreams and say, hey, I'm going to stay with Yins. So don't freak out. And he would be covered in blood in these dreams. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not going to freak out. Don't worry. <laughs> like, I'm fine. <laughs> like, that's fine. Well, he would tell her in these dreams, right? Like, dude, I died because some asshole shot me over an argument. Okay, then that's fair. But, like, if you just come to me, like, full bloody, like, hey, I'm going to come stay with you. Don't be scared. <laughs> like, I'm going to be scared. Just so you right? know. Yeah. Like, there's, there's multiple accounts of the details from the dreams, but the dreams, so yeah, word of mouth kind of might have tweaked some of these, but this is generally the case. Where Kawinky Dink, uh, Semheem's dad, the child, was acquainted with a local farmer whose name was Salim, and he was shot in the head accidentally while plowing a field. He had succumbed to his injuries days later in a hospital and died, just gone. One of their neighbors was accused of murdering the farmer, but he only got two years in jail because it was ruled a hunting accident. No witnesses. Snap, right? So, like, I just have to claim it's a hunting accident with no witnesses? Yeah, and you can get away with it, apparently. In Turkey. Mm. I mean, there some... was that politician. I gotta take some people to Turkey, okay? <laughs> Let's go. Just so we know. So, um, baby's born. And Mama forgets the dreams and names him the Sahim and not Salim. Uh, interesting, the child was born with a stump where his right ear should have been. And the right side of his face was underdeveloped. Ironically, same spot where this Salim had been shot over the argument. No one told the baby about the weird dreams or the farmer who had died. They thought the dreams were just like... Woo-ha, like this woman's just hormonal. Yeah. Like this lady. But the kid is starting to talk because all babies grow up eventually. And he starts making claims. Mommy, my name is wrong. And he made a number of accurate statements relating to this farmer's life, marriages, and death. No, marriage, plural. I'm sorry. Damn your shot. It's strong. <laughs> Uh, the case study says that there's no way for the child to obtain any of this information by air quote normal means. This kid was weirdly and intensely hostile to the neighbor. Neighbor deserved it. Before they were formally introduced, this kid would like throw rocks at this guy and just be same. <laughs> I could definitely see that. I could see you being like killed and reincarnating, just like throwing rocks at somebody. Just like no, no. Well, he's like a child throwing rocks at this dude being like, this asshole killed me. Yes. And everybody's like, kid, you're alive. This is why kids scare me. <laughs> like, kids are creepy. Well, they, they scare me. They documented the hostility into the teens. One source said it even caused the neighbor to confess, but I couldn't find any information to substantiate that. What was really cool is when they took the baby to go visit the farmer's widow. Because he was married, right? They slowly became regular visits, and he would check on her and make sure she was okay. And she confirmed that this kid could recount information that only her and her husband knew. Your face. I read I this, this story. This so is this, amazing. Yeah. Like, you you definitely found more information than I did, but I, I did read, like, a very brief thing about this story, and I thought it was fascinating. Freaky that is shit. amazing. Uh-huh. I wish I had the points, though, like, here was all the notes from this life, and this is what she had. They didn't give me details. Yeah. Unfortunately. If I could have access to that guy's full paper, 100%, I would fucking read it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Somebody send me that paper. I am fascinated by the the whole uh, birthmark thing because while I am pretty certain I know which is my birthmark, I do have these two marks on me that I have had since birth. And I'm like, why are you here? Like I have one specifically lighter section of skin on my arm. And then I have this weird long, oh, she's pointing. Dude, you got side boob going on. Is that an extra nipple? No, it's a birthmark that I've always had and it's not out. It just looks like it's out and it looks like a third nipple. But like, I think I was stabbed for real because it's right under my tit. Fair. Like, and I've always had it, and it's always been that size. And, like, it's weird. Like, what? I wish you could right see the girl stripping right now to show me birthmarks. Right marks. here. Right here. I have this, like, weird. Yeah, you do. Indented line. I've had that my entire life. I, I don't know why I was stabbed right it. under my right boob. <laughs> the, I had to do my hand owls. Don't judge me. Okay? This one's L. This one's not. It's right. <laughs> so, it's, like, right there. You can't see right now because I'm not very tan. But I have, like, just a light patch right there. Nobody can see you. It's a podcast. I could see her. Well, I know that. But All right. Write it in, guys. Write it in. Write it in. All right. So case two comes from Dr. Jim Tucker. He was born in the 60s. Still alive. You can go talk to this guy if you wanted. Cool. He is Road trip? Road trip. <laughs> he is a child psychiatrist and professor of psychiatry of the Virginia School of Medicine. Same as the last guy. Main area research are children who claim to remember previous lives here in the United States instead of freaking Turkey, which we've never been. Um, also studies natal and perinatal memories. He reports that about 70% of cases of children claim to remember past lives, that the past life ended in a natural cause. So the traumatic event of their death caused the memory to stick in these young children. I did notice that in research that it did seem that like the majority of people who were having past life memories were children and that they were all from some sort of traumatic. violent or traumatic death. Like it wasn't just like a natural thing. It's like, oh, look, I just happened to be a kid that had cancer and died. I think it explains like my past lives because, again, I had mine in dreams and I dreamt about, it was so real. I, I could see the room. I could smell things. I knew what I was wearing. I didn't know my name, but I was some Victorian lady and I died giving childbirth. And I had this dream when I was like 16. So I was terrified of having, having children. Yes. But I knew I wanted to be a mom. Like I always knew that. My other wife, I dreamt uh, my lover I don't know if I was married or not, but we were young and he went to war and he was a knight for some feudal warring state somewhere in Europe. I have no idea where. And he left me behind this locket. And I remember dying young of a sickness waiting for him to come back. And he never came back. It was fucked up. These dreams. I woke up bawling, bawling. Um, but I feel like for me, that explains what, like they were traumatic to me yeah. and yeah. they came across in memories and it's weird. Cause you can tell the difference between a dream and like a memory dream Yeah, you know, for these things. If you ever have one, just for reference, you just like know in your gut, I lived this, this happened. It is what it is. Um, so you have critics, you have naysayers that are like this shit. There's no way the self can permeate another life well that's because you there you can't sign there's no amount of research or studying you can do that can 100 percent prove that and but i think it's also a fear 
Well, Tucker has an excuse for how the soul exists. I love this. Ready? Ready, ready, ready? Um, he uses quantum mechanics. Quantum? Quantum. So big math. Big yeah. math. Not even. Physics math. No, no, no. Hurt wait. my head math. Wait, wait. Um, uh, it, it uses a mechanism where memories and emotions can be carried over. I had to ask my husband. Again, I, I go to Joe. I was like, Joe, how could this be? And my husband goes, um, well, nobody understands that shit. Because everything I looked up, nobody could give me answers. Um, it's, uh, he's, he sits down and he sits, he says, Steph, quantum mechanics is a science that undoes all of their science. It's theoretical science. Physics is like the overriding science to the world. Life. Yep. And if you go one step too far into physics, it undoes itself and everything that we know around it. So Joe says this guy sounds like he might be a hopeful scientist and he's using the logic that there's no evidence against it. Therefore, there's a possibility that it could be possible. Everything is possible. It depends on how probable it is. Well, science, right? You need proof. So just because there's proof that there's no proof that it doesn't exist. Does that make it proof that it does? Exactly. That's the debate. I love that. Well, he uses, he explained to me wave wave light particle theory. Do you know that one? No, I guarantee sounds really smart. I guarantee you my husband has watched 12 YouTube videos on it by actual, by professionals. Yeah. Wave light particle theory says that light doesn't play by the rules of particles and energy. We expect light to be like a mass to travel with velocity in a straight line, right? Something has mass, it goes straight. However, uh, light moves in wavelengths. So it violates this rule. Also, it has characteristics like color and a volume of energy that's measurable. So it's not like normal mass. Unlike other forms of energy, it's affected by forces of gravity. So when you kind of sum all these things in, it breaks the rules of physics of being a physical thing, but not. So who's to say that the soul, which is an incorporeal, incorporeal, yes, ma'am, energy, and can't play by weird rules like light. Um, same thing with water, right? It's one of those weird elements that violate everything we know about mass. Quantum mechanics just proves we don't know as much as we think we know. Fair. Okay, so Tucker has this amazing case call from his book, Return to Life, which details more than 2,500 cases, by the way. Wow, how do you write a book in 2,500 cases? How long is it? Patiently. Patiently. <laughs> ah. um, so this, this story, uh, his name is uh, Ryan Hammonds. I, I told a little bit about Dex of this case, but this is going to be a complete surprise for you. Uh it was covered by NBC News in 2015. So I feel like that validates it a little bit. Not that I believe the news, but the news. Um, but this kid was born in the Midwest, 2005, to a police officer and his mother, who was a deputy county clerk. Wait, like... No, the not the police mother? officer's mother. Okay, like the like, kid's mother. Like the police officer. That sounded very incestual and... for a second. Wait, what? Oh, gosh, that, it's fine. The way, the way you phrased it, it's like, oh, the police officer and his mother. And I'm like, the police officer's mother? No, the <laughs> child's child. mother. Dude, you made drinks very strong. You did. This is why I was worried about drinking and recording. <laughs> All right. So Ryan Hammond was born in the Midwest 2005. 
He turns four and he would pretend to play movie director. Unfortunately, this is also when he started having night terrors. I almost did this one. Um, you think that's why I have night terrors? Maybe. Well, that's a whole other thing. They're bad. Yeah. I don't like them. I'm sure we'll get into it. So night terrors. He would wake up clutching his chest, screaming that his heart had exploded. He also started talking about Hollywood, even though he'd never been there. Small, wee, tiny four-year-old. Not even in school yet. Also around the age of five, he would say to his mother, I used to be someone. I used to be big, but now I'm little. He'd also say, like, I liked it a lot better when I was bigger. Because I could go wherever and whenever I wanted to go. I hate being little. Whenever he saw the Hollywood Hills sign on TV, he would claim, that's my home, and beg his mommy to take him home. I know. Um, He would also start telling these like tales about meeting Rita Hayworth, lavish vacations overseas, dancing on Broadway, working for agencies where people change their names. He claimed that he had a large house. It was white and it had a swimming pool and it lived on a street with the word rock in it. So he was trying to give his mom directions to take him home. He's in the fucking Midwest. Like, you're not going to Hollywood, yep. honey. And he also said I'd he, take him. I know you would. Well. You're the fun drunk aunt. His mom had trouble with this, though, right? Like, you're saying, oh, I would take you to Hollywood. We'd figure this shit out. But the Hammonds were Baptist. Ooh. Oh, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. You ain't going to Hollywood, honey. I'm sorry. Yep. Uh, if you can't tell by the ominous sounds, they don't believe in reincarnation for the uh, the listeners, by the way. Um, his mom tried to help him anyway, though, because as a mother, you sympathize with these things that your children's telling you and you're trying to want to believe them. Right. So she goes to the library and, uh, I don't know if you youngins know what a library is, but it's a big building full of books. I love the library. Shut your face. No, you're old enough, but who knows? You are old enough. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty certain you, you knew the Dewey Decimal System. Yeah, we know the archaic relics called books that are given out for free, and we have to locate them on a series of nothing but numbers. On or just wander cards. around until someone helps you because you're cute. That, that is that your system? That's my system. <laughs> what happens when I go to the hardware store? Well, I don't know what Ryan's system, his mom's system was, but she located a book on Hollywood and brought it home for Ryan, and they flipped through it. He sees this picture again changes everything there is a publicity shot from a 1932 movie called a night after night uh which was may west's debut film by the way just so you know fun there was a picture of a couple of men and ryan points to one of the men and he says that's george we did a movie together and then he points to the other guys who's scanning over the fair and he goes hey hey that guy's me i found me i would die if my kid did this to me and his mom is understandably shook so she's like i'm gonna call in an expert so she calls in our beloved dr tucker uh for help i thought you were gonna say like some priest or something and i was gonna hurt her did you forget we were talking about a scientific case study yeah but at the same time i was like damn I was like, we are not doing this to the poor kid. No, no, no. No exorcisms. <laughs> like, no. No, what Dr. Tucker does is he comes in, believes the kid. We're not exercising the child. He believes the child and writes down all these memories point by point by point. Then he goes and verifies that against the information. 
From the photo, they figured out that the man that he had pointed to was called Marty Martin, who happened to be an extra in Hollywood and a famous talent agent of the time. Every point that he gave, they had turned it into 55 points that they could research. All were substantiated about Marty Martin's life. He correctly ID'd the photo. He also correctly identified that Marty lived in a white house located at 825 North Roxbury Drive in Beverly Hills. Because he said the street had rocks in it. And instead of R-O-C-K, it's R-O-X. But again, child, right? Most shockingly said, this is the best part. Ryan looks at his mom and says, I don't get to see why God would let you turn 61 and then you have come back as a baby. But Marty's death certificate said 59 on it. So when Tucker goes back and looks at it, he realized they incorrectly labeled the birth year as 1905. It was actually supposed to be birth year of 1903, making him 61 when he passed away. Son of a bitch. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm wondering if that's the same one that I read because the one I read was about, get this, the director of Gone with the Wind. Not the same kid, but cool as fuck. I've never seen that movie. Okay, so sadly, this this kid is aging and his memories are phasing. So, like, he was born in 2005. It's 2020. The kid's 15. He doesn't remember these things as vividly as he claimed to be. Yeah. Tucker's research says that's common. Because as you grow up adult memory, your the memories from this life are over flooding the blank slate of the previous life on okay. a baby brain. But he said, um, this case is out of the ordinary. It's not every day that a past life person is famous enough to identify like this from a photo and has all this research where you can go back. Like my past lives, I can't. I don't know what my name was. Oh, yeah. I got nothing. Um, but it doesn't mean, according to Tucker, that we don't all reincarnate. So I have, I don't know if we have time or if we're only this in the episode, but I'm going to throw this in here. Um, Ten alleged past lives of famous people. You want to play this game? Yes. Oh, I'm in. Oh, we're in. Okay. Let's go. I'm um, games, but I'm in. Okay. So I have ten. I'm going to read them off and you just decide whether this sounds feasible or not. Okay. Yes. Believe it or not. Number one, Napoleon thought he was Charlemagne. No. No. Fair. Um, this one's beautiful. George Patton, this, the army general, was a perpetual soldier. He believed he was born as a soldier so many times that he wrote a poem. Do you want to hear the poem? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Through a glass darkly, perhaps I stabbed our savior in his sacred helpless side. Yet I've called his name in blessing. When in after times I died, through the travail of ages, midst the pomp and toil of war, I have fought and strove and perished countless times upon this star. I have sinned, I have suffered, I have played the hero and the knave, fought for belly shame and country, and for each found a grave. Through a glass and darkly, the age-long strife I see, where I find in many guises, many names, but always me. So forever in the future shall I battle as of yore, dying to be born a fighter, but to die again once more. Love it. Yes. I, yeah, that's true. I'm going, yeah. It was so pretty. I had to. Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. You need to send that to me. I love that. It's gorgeous, it right? Really Hanging it on a wall. Yeah. I read it to my husband. I said, hold up. And I don't normally sit there and recite poetry to my husband at 10 o'clock in the morning. So he was a little disconcerted. 
Um, this one, this one's a reach. I'm, I'm, I guess maybe I'm putting my own prejudice on this, but ready? Number three, Salvador Dali was St. John of the Cross. No. <sighs> no. No, you struggled. She struggled. Okay. I didn't. How about uh, a more contemporary uh, celebrity? Ready? Okay. Number four. Sylvester 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 Stallone. Yeah, that guy. Yes. Sure. Yeah. All right, I gotta hear this one. Let's. He's hear got it. a bad Bring accent it. too. Okay, so don't listen. Come that me. don't come for me. There are. I am stuck to my earring. Do you need me to pull it off? Yes. I'm not gonna pull it off. I'm gonna let you struggle. Okay. Wait. You're an asshole. All right. So, Mr. Stallone. There we go. Thought he was a victim of the French Revolution. I'm going to go, yeah. Yeah. Fair. Let me cake. Okay. <laughs> You're an asshole. I'm going to hell. Okay, this one has a famous, famous song. I'm going to read you the lyrics before I tell you who it is, and you tell me if you believe it or not. Her song lyrics state, I might have been a queen in a new pair of eyes every time that I'm born, and original mind because I just died. And I'm scanning their horizon for someone recognizing that I might have been queen. For every sun that sets, there's a new one dawning. This is Miss Tina Turner, and she thought she was Queen Hatshepsut. I can see it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That woman's a queen in her own right. Real shit. I must be the only one who does not love Tina Turner. I'm sorry. No, so here's the thing. And this is what I was trying to touch on earlier, and I'm just going to bring it back very quickly. Okay, ready? My best friend's kid thinks he's King Tut. I think, like, the go-to reincarnation thing is Egypt. Because everybody knows Egypt. Uh, So when you pull a reference, like, I'm somebody famous from Egypt. I get that now. Bitch, what are the chances that you're fucking King Tut? I'm sorry, Miss Tina Turner, you might be the fucking queen and you might be able to make the best music in the world. Okay, that's fair. But what makes you a fairest, a fair, you know, female queen? Thank you. What is it, a pharaoh? They were still called pharaohs. Yeah. So what makes you this famous Egyptian bitch? Because there's like six other people on the planet who also think their queen had chapsuit. There was a a kid my brother was friends with that swore that he was a Spartan. And it's like, dude, those all got destroyed. Well, (laughs) They were kind of eliminated. I'll give it to him, though, because if he's one of of thousands of Spartan soldiers. Now, if he said he's one from the 300, we're going to have a conversation. No, he like he didn't even claim that it was like a reincarnation thing. It was literally like... Oh, I'm from a Spartan bloodline. Like, dude, those got wiped out. Like, you might be Greek, but you're not Spartan. That's fair. So, uh, Stevie Nicks, my lord and savior. Oh, we love her. Yes, ma'am. Our our goddess incarnate, right? She believed that she was a monk. I can see this. Not 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 Buddhist, but Just Christian. A monk. Oh, okay. a Christian monk. And the victim of beheading. Okay. She doesn't know where. She just had I gone. I see it. Yeah. I see it. Those are her claims. I mean, we all know that she she has those witchy lyrics and stuff, and she's a little bit more well, ominous about what she. But if, I love if her. I'm correct, that is because she is a full fledged Wiccan. But because during her most popular time as a musician, where she was a headliner, it was very much frowned upon a lot more so than today. And in recent years, she has basically come out and been like, "Yeah, basically all the guys, all the things you thought because I wasn't hiding it in my music is true." Well, it's hard coming out of the burn closet. It took a it lot is. for me to come out of the burn closet because I feel like the second you say I'm a witch, 
you're labeled as fucking crazy. Yeah. I mean, I'm already there, so. Yeah. It, it took a lot for me to come out about a lot of things just because I was raised Catholic. It's hard when you're You get Catholic guilt. You're born yeah. with it. It's built oh, into yeah. your soul. Oh, yeah. It's stupid. It is. Yeah. Um, okay, so case number seven. Did you, while we're on the Catholic thing, hang in there with me. There's... <laughs> Right, we don't hate her. against Catholics unless we you are like, like no it's we a beautiful raised it and now I'm just kind of like eh, don't make me feel bad for being me you don't. know what weird interesting sidebar about Catholicism I'm gonna throw this out there it's the only Christian sect to recognize needing a veneration of a female okay because of Mary they're the only ones you go to Baptist you go to a bunch of other ones that like Mary's just a side player, but in Catholicism, you have the May queen festivals, you have the rosary. Mm-hmm. They're dedicated to a female. They're yes. trying to, I mean, it's a diversion. It's a conversion tactic, mm-hmm. but they do address the need for a sacred feminine. Yes. Yeah. So um, respect to them for at least trying for that. I, I just have, don't like how they make me feel bad for everything. Yeah. Like you eat meat on Fridays during Lent, you're going to hell. You say the word hell, you're going to hell. I'm already going to hell. I've accepted I'm it. I'm driving the bus. Hop on. <laughs> Let's go. Can we make that a shirt? Yes. <laughs> I'm driving the bus. Hop on. It's happening. Before we lose the momentum. Okay. John Lennon. I heard about this one. Okay. Ready? He thought he was Napoleon. Full circle. And thought he was Jesus Christ. John Lennon's a douchebag. Okay. John well, Lennon is dumbass. All right. So we're going with not believe it, but hang in there. He, uh, note, his conversation about these claims came from an LSD trip where you are in a weird state of consciousness. Okay, fair. Hallucinogenics do that to you. Also, he claimed Uh that him and Yoko had been lovers in many lives, including one where he was an Egyptian pharaoh and she was a queen. I, I could believe the, the reoccurring lover thing. That I'll buy. I kind of like that. That I'll buy. Does your soulmate always find you? Interesting thought. My husband, hang in there with me. I met him when we were we were basically kids mm-hmm. in high in, in in high school, like junior high or whatever. And I didn't know this, but he lived approximately a block and a half from me. And then he went off to college because he was in a year ahead of me. And I went off to my own college. When he got back from college, I didn't know this, but I was living on Spring Hill. He was living on Troy Hill. Oh, wow. And then when we found each other again, I go to the liquor store in the rocks. His girlfriend at the time looks at me and she goes, you're Steph. And I'm like, excuse me, who are you? <laughs> you know, because she just, I just didn't know this person. They're a stranger to me. Mm-hmm. I just moved to the area. And she goes, oh, my boyfriend, Joe, talks about you all the time. And I was like, you're going to be a little bit more specific. Joe Hunt, my husband, who lives at this time for me, literally a block away from me. I could spit his house was behind mine. And this is when when they broke up, we started dating. I love that. I know. I, I definitely believe in the whole, like, soulmates finding each other again. Because not only is there a belief that there is an invisible red string that connects you to your lover... That's part of why you wear a ring on your left finger, because your left finger is the only one that has a vein that connects directly to your heart. You know what, though? We're having, like, all this content. Like, we want to cover soulmates. We want to cover serial killers. Like, it's crazy all this content that's coming up. 
Um, so please let us know what you want to hear first. Just throwing that out there. I'm down for it all. Yes. We we are pretty open to whatever. Okay. Um, so I've got three more. We're just going to fire through them real quick. Okay. Hang in there. Uh, Phil Collins. was oh. John W. Smith, who was a defender of the Alamo. No. Believe it or not. No. I'm going to go yes. He's too much of a little baby. I love Phil Collins. I mean, I know, but like, no. Here's my my weird personal favorite since I love Buddhism. Ready? Steven Seagal. Fuck Steven Seagal. I fucking hate him. Hold on. He passed a test that the Buddhist monks give. And he correctly identified the belongings of Chandrag Dorji. Um, so that's believed to be he was that llama in a, a previous life. I don't believe that. There's, nah. Well, I'm with you. I looked it up. And it turns out there's rumors that he might have bribed those monks. Yeah, really? probably. St- I, I hate Steven Seagal. I I'll just give you like $20,000 if you tell me I'm a monk. I, I seriously just watched a video where they were using Steven Seagal to train police officers in school shootings. No, fuck. Look it up. No. John Oliver's most recent thing last no, week tonight so on sad. Sheriff's. I would not fucking trust Steven Seagal no. in my life. No. Let alone my children in a school. Fuck no. Like he, he is so crazy. Like, he's sitting there and he's like, if you don't, he's like, you have to walk through here and imagine dead children. And it's like, what? <laughs> like, fuck you, bro. No, I'm good. Thanks. All right. Uh, is it worth mentioning Charlene McClain? Does anybody know who this is? This actress. I've heard the name. Shirley McLean. I know that name. Why do I know that name? Isn't that Sean Astin's mom? I did not look it up. Okay, but what does she think she is? Okay, she believes that she was uh, one of the Moorish peasant girls who was sexing Charlemagne at the time. I can see it. Yeah, that's fair. She, uh, I don't, you know, not diet, not famous, but she was just like, hey, I'm one of his consorts or whatever. That's fair. Then she's also complaining or complaining. She thinks she's a Lumerian. Do you know what a Lumerian is? I've heard that term. Okay, this is going to be a whole episode. I'd love to do it. Ready? Lumeria is a rumored lost continent in the Indian Ocean that sank. Very similar to the rumors of Atlantis. Hang in there. But this, the Lumerians were a race of humans that are now extinct that had uh, freakish height and they had like four arms and were like supernaturally intelligent. They're ancestors to us. Yes. There's some weird evidence that this might be true. Of I believe it. I need to learn. I believe in Atlantis. I believe in Atlantis too, but All I don't right. want to be a mermaid. So like, I want to live in no, Atlantis. No, ep- episode will happen on Lumerians in Atlantis. We'll, oh, we'll, we'll it's happening. Yeah. Right. I just want to be a mermaid. So let's, let's wrap up this episode because I feel like it's a solid first episode. Dexter, do you have a weekly phobia for us? I do. Every week I'm going to do a phobia. So um, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time of day you happen to be listening to, my freaky darlings. This week I am going to do a very simple one. Um, We're going to do arachnophobia. It's very common. Everyone is pretty familiar with it. It is the fear of spiders. Um, I myself, I do not particularly have a fear of spiders. I actually find spiders quite fascinating they are um insanely um creative burn the house down fuck the spiders no like um spiders nope 
So I know a lot of people are terrified of spiders, but um, even Daddy Longleggers, like the bitches gotta here, go. Here is one thing you have to realize about spiders: while there are plenty that are um, that you should be terrified, especially in our area where you have to deal with um, the very poisonous ones, such as brown recluse, wolf spiders, and the most god-awful famous one that I cannot think of right now with the red hourglass on its ass. Black Widow? Yes! Don't ask me why I could not think of a Black Widow. Spiders actually are very useful, especially in a house, because they are going to keep down on your pests, because they eat all the other things that we don't like. I will definitely take having spiders in my house over having fucking flies and mosquitoes. (laughs) There's sprays for that shit. Mosquitoes don't bite me. Wait, what? What? They don't like me. They're attracted to me. I get extra. Mosquitoes love me. So basically. You salty bitch. I'm a salty bitch. (laughs) I do think that spiders are actually um, rather fascinating. My brother even owns a tarantula that I have Mm -mm, pet on occasion. Um, I do not like things crawling on me when I don't specifically intend for them to crawl on me. No, fuck it. You get near me, you're dead. Fun side fact. You're gonna die. I have held a a Madagascar hissing cockroach. No. Nope. I'll hold snakes because they're No! But fuck the spiders. I'm done. No snakes, no spiders, no creepy crawlies. I I hold weird things. I'm a strange person. So yeah. Well, thanks for giving me the heaps. You're welcome. That is what I am here for. You're all right. So here we are. We're we're coming to the end of the first episode. So we're going to play our Patreon game. Okay, my darling witches, it's time for your weekly non-offensive dare. You must be a Patreon to participate so you can earn points for your house. Each month, the house with the most points gets to vote on weekly non-offensive dares, topics of future episodes, and so much more. Each week, once you've gotten your dare, you must safely and creatively complete a post on social media so that we can see that you've done the task. You can tag us at Twitter at Macabre Academy, or you can tag us on Instagram at The Macabre Academy, and you must include a hashtag with your house name to obtain the points. The world is a fucked up place. These dares are designed to bring silliness and random acts of kindness into the world. You must safely complete your dare. If you are unsafe, your points will not be counted. You can also earn additional points for your house by being the first to submit episode corrections to us at themacabacademy at gmail.com. Also, if we use your ideas or stories in a future episode, more points may be awarded. Let's return to the podcast to see what your weekly non-offensive dare will be. Uh, So you need to get to Patreon, the Macabre Academy, and you need to choose a house. So we have, we would like you to pick a house that you feel most comfortable in. Or drawn to. Or drawn to. So I'm going to give you the houses. So we have House Veritas. House Veritas, for those who come encouraged to seek truth and justice, you will be represented by the stoic German shepherd. That is your house animal that you need to plaster on everything. And so it shall be. Then we have 
House Crowley. This is the occult lovers. For those who seek wisdom of magic and laugh in the face of dangers, yours will be the dark goat. House Nevermore. Yours will be the ominous raven. This is your house if you are those who wish to peer beyond the veil and find a light eternal beyond death. And lastly, which I now feel is my house, is House Barnum. House Barnum will be represented by an animal with two heads, so it's twice as nice. And it's for those eclectic souls who wish to leave the ordinary world behind. Girls, did you pick a house? Yeah. Okay. Brandy, go. What's your house? Nevermore. Nevermore. All We're right. the cool house. <laughs> Dexter, what's your house? Oh, I'm, I'm going to have to go with House Crowley. We named that after your beloved Crowley from Supernatural. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Five horned goat, though. Here we go. Okay, so if you want to earn points. That and I just cannot get over those damn goat eyes. <laughs> well, I'm a Ravenclaw. I mean, it makes sense that I would pick House Crowley because I'm a fucking Aries. God damn it. Oh, Ooh, I'm a goat. <laughs> Sometimes that's why I want to hit you, I think. Yeah, and I think I scare people a little bit. Don't scare me. So speaking of scaring people, we have a weekly non-offensive dare for you to earn points for your house. Okay, so non-offensive dare for this week, episode one. We need a random generator for Ready? Number. numbers. Are you ready? Go. Ready. Go. 95. 95. Okay, so dare 95. Ask a friend for advice. And then you need to show us the result. So you go up to somebody and you just ask them for advice. This can be on absolutely anything. But it does make people feel important and appreciated when you ask them advice when you're having a problem. Everybody loves to give advice. They're really shitty at taking advice. So I'm asking you to take said advice once you ask it. Show us the result. Perfect. All right. And that, my witches, is the end of episode one. All right. So we will return shortly. Because let's be real with our listeners, we work. So we're recording multiple episodes at once. So for you, a week will have passed. But for us, it'll be a potty break and five minutes later before we hit episode two with Dexter, who's going to be doing Centralia PA. So stay tuned, guys, and start working hard to earn points for your house. This podcast was brought to you by Nerdy Witch in partnership with Sound Maiden. We want to thank all of our wonderful Patreons. For updates, please follow the Macabre Academy on Facebook. Remember to like, share, and listen exclusively on Buzzsprout. Soon, we'll be available wherever you listen to podcasts.